Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 43 of the Sideliners podcast. I am your host, Brad Siegel, joined today by my co-host and good friend, Mr. Benjamin Solis. How are we doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. For those that are waiting for me to show my vocal chops, it will have to wait till next week because today's episode is going to be jam-packed because we have a very special guest for today's episode. We're so excited. So, yes, unfortunately, your singing talents will be postponed an episode, but we are bringing you guys an interview with Mr. Brock Cunningham, the heart and soul of the University of Texas men's basketball team. We're very excited to have him on the show. Um, it's going to be a blast. The questions are going to be awesome. We're going to see a, a new side of, of him. It's going to be great. Super excited. Diving into the, the secrets of the UT basketball team and Austin alum joining the show. Um, and it's just going to be a whole lot of fun. But with that being said, there's also another fun part of oh, the yeah. every episode. <laughs> with that being said, here's a break from our sponsors over at Anchor. All right. Thank you for our lovely word over at Anchor. All right. So bro- here, guys, we have Brock Cunningham, UT men's basketball player. And Brock, we hope to get more interviews in the future. But when we have interviews, we have this catchphrase that we say every episode, Anchor the lovely streaming platform that allows us to stream it on, on all platforms of our choosing. We shout them out every episode by saying, we love Anchor. So on the count of three, can I get a we love Anchor from you, Mr. Brock Cunningham? Of course. Three, two, one. We love Anchor. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. exciting. Ben, that was a fantastic job. That was yes. so good. And Brock, fantastic execution on the we love Anchor. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. So we are here with Brock Cunningham today, heart and soul. Again, of the UT men's basketball team, future national champion. Very excited. Um, so, uh, first thing, Brock, tell us a little about tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, a little bit about myself. Born and raised in Austin, Texas. Jumped around schools growing up. Grew up a Texas fan. Coming to the games. Uh, I love the outdoors. Anything where I'm out in the sun, I am absolutely loving it. And then I'm uh, getting ready to graduate this uh, this spring with a degree in advertising. Congrats. Fantastic. So what is, um, what's something that not a whole lot of people know about you? Something that not a lot of, something that uh, I'd say is pretty well kept is I'm a, I'm a good chess player. Not a, not the right one. Ooh. Like I can hold my own against good players. That's nice. Okay. That's cool. That, that's exactly kind of, that's like the perfect response. That was good. Um, so yeah, I super excited. Um, kind of, we're very curious. Like my my main point, I don't have like a ton of questions about it, just because they're like, I don't know, like, like you, there's not really like different questions, but like, getting right into it, how has the dynamic been, just like this season, this off season, with one a new coach and two so many transfers, like new teammates. How's the chemistry? How's it looking? Like, how are we feeling? The chemistry is great. Uh, starting with the coaches. And Coach Beard, it's been amazing. I admired uh, what they were able to do at Texas Tech, and they recruited me out of high school. So I've known them for a couple years, and it's been amazing to have them at Texas and get to know them and learn their schemes. So just as far as a coaching standpoint and kind of a chemistry between myself and them, it's been amazing. And then with the new players that they brought in, again, just – you know, 
just the coaches did a great job bringing in amazing players and really good people. They brought in a bunch of older guys that know how to play. They understand that winning is the best thing for them individually. If we win as a group, there will be guys in this next draft, uh, a couple of them. And it's just, it's refreshing to play with guys that understand their role and have one goal and that being winning. Oh, that seems awesome. Good. Sounds like some good stuff heading for UT men's basketball. Hopefully national championship aspirations, right? That's what we're going for. Oh, yeah. Yep. All, yep. I mean, all like the like preseason, like, you know, power rankings, that kind of stuff, have us in the top five, which a lot of people have kind of expressed their concern over like, how is everybody going to mesh together? It's a new scheme. It's a new coach, new players. But from what like that sounds, that sounds fantastic. That sounds like everybody kind of has the right mindset on the same page and feeling good. Yeah. No, I mean, we all have we we all have that same goal of winning a national championship. That's how good we know we can be. We have the talent to do it. Now it's on the players in the locker room to get behind what they're saying and buy in. And this is month three of us being together and we're working in the right direction. It is been a pleasure being able to play with these guys and play for these coaches so far yeah i'm I'm motivated just listening to that that's fantastic (laughs) um moving on uh kind of looking back on your career at ut so far is there a game that kind of sticks out to you like maybe that you're most proud of like how you played or just that felt like really had an impact yeah it's it's funny uh i do have one so going back to my sophomore season or red shirt freshman year I uh, I hadn't played the entire year, like almost no time, like seconds here and there. And then we get to uh, get to the last six games of conference play, and we have like four guys go down with season-ending injuries, and I'm thrown into the mix. And I go out against TCU and play, I think, like 25 to 27 minutes, and my one goal – or the one thing the coaches set out for me was to guard Desmond Bain the whole game. (laughs) And uh, I did it. He ended up not scoring on me in, I think, like the 19 minutes I was actually guarding him. And that was uh, my most, you know, the game that I hold most part because I worked every day when I wasn't playing and just had – the focus to stay within my role while being on the bench. And when it came to my time, I was ready and I did what I had to do and ended up carving myself a place for the rest of that season and the next season. That's awesome. The, um, let's see, what was I going to say? I literally just had a thought. Well, I I have something a little bit. So getting thrown into that TCU game, I mean, was there any pressure like getting thrown into the fire like that? And especially regarding somebody like Desmond Bain, who is now, in the NBA playing for the Rockets. Any pressure? Oh, I think we lost you. Ben, I love that you showed off your NBA knowledge and uh, let us all know that Desmond Bain is not playing for the Rockets. Rocky there. There you go. Yeah, I'm back. My phone closed out. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, But no, going into it, I didn't have any, you know, any pressure on my shoulders or it was fun. It, It there should have been more pressure looking back on it because if we didn't finish out that season like we had, there would be no chance at the tournament and the season would be essentially over if we hadn't won any of those last couple games. 
So I was just so excited to get out there and finally play and have a bigger role than being a supporter on the bench. So I guess my excitement got the best of me. That's great. Yeah, I, um, I was reading an article this morning about, like, I think I want to say it was that same year, your redshirt freshman year. Some reporters saying that you have a mindset, like, your playing style is like you're kind of basing it off Dennis Rodman, all about like the defense and the rebounds. And I think everyone, like, it's so fun to have a teammate that plays like that, that you're not just out there to score, you're out there to really just be a team player and do what it takes. And I think that's awesome. Thank so. you. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of teams, uh, well, all, I wouldn't say all, but the vast majority of winning teams do have a guy that is willing to do all the dirty stuff, you know, doesn't doesn't mind not scoring or dribbling, just kind of enjoys doing the loose balls, moving it, moving the ball on offense and playing defense at any position he can. And then every time they show you on TV, you're absolutely drenched in sweat, which is awesome too. <laughs> I know, I, I notice that too a lot of times. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> Heavy sweater, heavy sweater for sure. I could be walking outside, my shirt is pretty much drenched at that point. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay, I want to talk a little more about Big 12 experiences slash other, you know, stadiums. Best stadium you've been to, worst stadium you've been to, or maybe just not just stadium, like overall experience, fans. Tell me about it. The best I've been to. Well, let me, that's, that's a good question. Gosh. Um, I just, I just had, oh, Purdue. Uh, I think it was my, red shirt freshman year yeah purdue was a madhouse and we're talking away games so taking the Irwin center out of this purdue was the best one and then if you were to go my least favorite god least favorite probably being i mean it's tough it's tough probably providence providence was pretty ugly Hmm. makes sense that, makes that, sense that, that, Purdue is an interesting pick, I, I have to say. I agree. Not Kansas? I mean, how's, how's Kansas? How's Allen Fieldhouse? Oh, what am I talking about? I take Purdue back. I'm sorry, guys. Texas Tech was oh. unreal. Oh, wow. Texas Tech the past couple of years has been unbelievable. My mind totally blanked on them. I think they had the best at-home atmosphere because of Chris Beard and the culture they built there. Uh, so totally where does Kansas? Where, yeah, where does Kansas stack up then? I'm curious. I think I think Kansas is third or fourth in my okay. mind. Hmm. Um, something about it. Iowa State a couple of years ago when they were good was, I mean, absolutely unbelievable. You couldn't hear the person right next to you. So it would probably go – I mean, but Kansas is a great place to play. The culture there is unbelievable. But it just – I don't know. You have you have to experience that. I guess everyone's perception is different. And I thought Texas Tech, Iowa State, and uh, – Purdue were unbelievable. Interesting. That is not what I expected to hear, I have to say. That's fun, <laughs> though. That's good. That is good. Um, I, I have a question, Brock. So would you consider yourself to be like the glue guy now that you're one of the vets on the team? Is that how your teammates perceive you? Yep, that is. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, been, it's been interesting having the new guys because in last year's team, that I was cemented as that as that guy, that role. But as the guys, as the new guys are here longer and longer, they understand that that is my role. You know, 
the defense, the loose balls, the ball moving on offense, all the little things is, is what I love to do. So it's been fun to hear guys be like, oh, Brock, you really are about that. Like, it, I love it. I love it. So I, I will be the same glue guy for this year's team. That's great. Um, okay, transitioning really quick to a story time. Fun fact, Brock and I have actually met at a Texas baseball game just like a couple months ago. And this is pretty awesome, guys. Totally starstruck. He remembered me. So that's awesome. But um, the story time is I, I go down. I'm like sitting in my stands. I see, you know, the basketball team come down. And I see, like, Brock hand on I'm like, I'm going to go take a picture with Brock. That, that'd be cool. And so I go down, and I, I'm like, yo, Brock, can we get a picture? Take a picture. Cool. And then it's like we were going, like, I'm like, hey, like, dab me up kind of thing. Totally manhandles me. Like, his <laughs> hand is probably twice the size of mine. Like, big fish, little fish. It, it, was, it was bad. It, it was just not good at all. I wouldn't say it was that bad. I remember it. I remember him coming up, and it was – Funny little moment just at the baseball game. And we had, we ended – did we end up winning that game? I remember seeing oh, yeah. you more than I remember the baseball game. No, yeah, we won that game. That was okay, USF day – oh, no, 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 no. That was Southern. That was Southern. Okay. Game one, yeah. And hmm. so, like – well, and the fun, the funny thing is my friend – I'm sitting with my friend, and he's like, you won't go do it. And I was like, yeah, sure I will. Like, whatever. And he, he got the whole interaction on video, and he literally <laughs> – I went up – I went back up to the stands and he was like, that handshake was ugly, man. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know. <laughs> I mean, but that's in, funny. In, in all fairness, like, so Brock, how, how tall are you? Like, cause I know like you're a pretty big dude. Um, but I mean, it's like compared to, it's so weird, like basketball players. Cause like, they're just huge compared to everybody else. I mean, like, is, is that like a common occurrence? Like, wait, just... wait, I did my research. Six, seven, right? Six, seven. Yep. Six, seven. Let's go. Wow. That's crazy that's... yeah and it's just like when you watch like that's just the thing about basketball you watch the game and it's no one's like wow this guy's freakishly tall but in real life you know freakishly tall like it yeah. just compared to everybody else yeah yeah that is... so um moving on to a segment we do every single episode um regardless of whether or not it's an interview power rankings you give us your top three in any given category and today sticking with the texas theme we're going to go your top three things to order at a Tex-Mex restaurant. Ben, let's hear your number three. Uh, I got to go with nachos. I love bean cheese nachos. I mean, they're just – it's a classic. You, know, you, can get, you can get them chicken, beef on there, whatever. Obviously, serve inside of beans, and it's just – I think that it's a good appetizer for your meal, and it's a Tex-Mex staple here in the South. It's very good. Okay, Brock, I'm giving you a second to think about it. Do you have a number three? for an order at a Tex-Mex restaurant? Number three, I'd have to go with any burrito. Any okay. burrito. Chicken, beef. I guess some have shrimp nowadays. Wow. Any burrito. I am going to go along the same lines. I was going to say any kind of taco, like a specialty kind of thing, like, you know, an al pastor, like a carnitas. I personally love shrimp at Mexican restaurants. I think they're delicious. And so that that's my number three. But it, it gets crazy in my top two, so... Moving on to number two, Ben. What's your number two? I gotta go with jalapeno poppers. Um, <laughs> another another appetizer kind of thing, but but some are also like pretty big, and also you know you can get bacon wrapped around that. Oh, it's just it's so great. I'm thinking about it. Just all the places that I've been to, I I don't think I've ever had a a bad jalapeno popper. Like that's just it's very it's very good, very tasty. Gotta love it. Okay, 
interesting. You're you're kind of going in a different direction than I thought you would. Well, but, well, uh, I, I, you you may be surprised, but you also won't be with my number one because I think it's just it's it's a clear winner at number one. Okay, Brock, number two. Churros, churros, right. easy number two. You know, some sweet, probably my, I guess my second favorite part of the meal. Number one coming soon. Yes. Yeah, my number two, absolutely have to go chips and queso. I can't believe it's not mentioned yet. It might be either of y'all's number one, but unbelievable. Depending on the place, actually, but it, you usually can't go wrong. So here we go, getting into the number ones. Ben, let's hear it. Man, it's gotta be fajitas, chicken beef uh it's just i mean there's so much you can do making tacos just and i mean i i tend to lean towards the beef because if you can just get it uh right where it's cooked perfectly i mean it's just the most flavorful thing that you can ever taste here in texas okay i'm gonna cut it because my number one was also fajitas and i think you're missing the best part about the fajitas the combo the combo fajitas is where it's at nice you get the best of everything and it's it's amazing. Okay, Brock, take it take it away. Number one, let's hear it. Okay, my number one, and this is without knowing the age of Brad and Ben. Um, I do not know if we're of age, but twenty one, being twenty one, margaritas would have to take my number one. Nice, makes sense. That definitely. I mean, we are not of age, but okay. uh, I definitely definitely understand the appeal. Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're getting, we're, we'll get there eventually, I guess. When yeah, y'all turn 21, I'll take y'all out for margaritas. That sounds fantastic. Sounds it, like a plan. As soon on my 21st birthday, expect a text, like for sure. I would <laughs> love that. I would love nothing more. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Likewise. Um, one thing that I'm realizing kind of slipped my mind. Can we talk a little bit about your recruiting process, like out of out of high school? Like what schools offered you and like what that kind of looked like? Any special privileges or anything? Yeah, of course. I mean, you want me to run down the list or you kind of want to give me or you want me to give you my top three, sort of? Let's hear top three, sort of. OK, so my top three and when Texas offered me, I knew I was going to go to the University of Texas. But Gotta love I it. guess the two two schools that uh, were far and away in second and third would be uh, Gonzaga and the University of Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. So you've got one basketball powerhouse and then one Ivy. That's a pretty good little top three right there. Okay, wait. I'm I'm curious now. Run down the list real quick. Who else? Who else offered you? Oh man, I. Uh, let me. So, God, it's been so long since I thought about it. But Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, um, Utah, Missouri, Boise State. Uh, Tulane. Um, that's I mean, a whole, gosh, that's a list. Yeah, yeah, no, and it keeps going. There, there's, there's a bunch that I have forgotten. Uh, Illinois is another one. Um, but there's a bunch that I've forgotten about. Slash, there was a bunch of schools that recruited me that I would never have gone to such as a A&M or a, you know, or a Baylor, honestly, or some SEC schools. And uh, when the coach contacted me, I, to- I told him point blank, Coach, there's a- I respect your program. I appreciate that you're trying to recruit me, but there's no chance I ever attend that school just because 
I wouldn't, you know, college station isn't for me. Um, and then some other oh, locations, me, I, you just, you just couldn't I'm get so, me there. I'm so happy that you said that. That just really totally made the episode. I'm so happy you said that. We're, we're going to get a lot of our friends saying, oh, man, oh my gosh, amazing. It's going to be, it's going to be funny for us. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. Not that I would ever be recruited for anything, but I definitely, I definitely understand that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I also have one one last thing. So, um, obviously, went to Westlake High School. Uh, we are Anderson Trojans. Uh, so, you know, I, I've heard about those battles, you know, with Will Baker and, of course, KJ Adams now leaving. But even you, while you were there, um, I mean, does West, did Westlake prepare you for just the transition to college ball? Um, it's funny. A lot of people ask me that, and uh, it's a tough question because – in my experience, it, it's hard to really prepare someone for college basketball because mm-hmm. it's not going to go the way you want it. Even the one and dones that I've played with had moments where they hated being here, hated it. They wanted to go home. They didn't want to be here. They wanted to switch. I mean, just it, it's hard. It's hard. Nothing fully prepares you for your first day and you're on top of the world. You're about to go into your first college workout. And some 23-year-old, fifth-year man just <laughs> absolutely throws you into the wall and dunks the ball. I mean, there's nothing that can prepare you for that. But saying that, the coaches that I had at Westlake, I think, are unmatched in Texas. And they gave me the best chance to be successful. But no, nothing can really prepare you for it. Well, there you go, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Brock, thank you so, so much for coming on today you were very insightful very fun i'm very excited to go get margaritas i'm so i can't wait to take you up on that well thanks for having me guys uh i had a ton of fun being on we've got you know at least one more time what maybe we'll do podcast number two when we're getting margaritas and see where that takes us but you know just thank you so much for even letting me uh, be a part of this uh podcast and uh, i hope to be on in the future yeah Likewise. Maybe we, yeah, maybe we'll have to do an interview after the national championship. Yeah. There's a, Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> yeah, that would be something for sure. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, Brock, thank you so much um, for everyone else. Thanks, y'all, of co- uh, as always, for listening. We will see you on Monday. And that's all I've got. Ben, you got anything else? No. Uh, thank you, Brock, for being here and, you know, listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, appreciate you listening all the way through and like brad said we will see you all on monday bye everybody